guys, welcome back to another episode of Straight Talk. In this episode, we're here at our Istanbul studio uh, with Cameron Degen. Cameron, welcome to the show. Hey, hello, Alatin. How are you? I'm, I'm great. I feel great. Very um, well. And, and I've been receiving a lot of uh, compliments that I lost a lot of weight. People, You have, actually. Yes. You seem to have lost around 10 kgs. Well, it's 18 kgs, actually. 18 yeah. kgs. Which is Pretty what, soon, you're going to disappear. We're not going to be able to see you. Yeah. <laughs> cool. But really and truly, I've been getting a lot of compliments about the way I dress. And especially if this camera can show, I've been wearing socks uh, these days. Um, yes. But what is it about today? Today, you, you have ah, this beautiful ah, shirt. All right. All right. Today, and, and, today, well, today. The, a beautiful the, the, color combination. Today, I is, the, 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 there's a different story to it. As a matter of fact, I knew we were going to do the straight talk because you told mm -hmm. me we we're going to do a straight talk around the Golden Horn about the old city of Istanbul, which is quite quite an important right. thing to talk about. And from where I live, sort of in Chishli, um, I can just about make out and the old the old town, which is yeah. the subject of our today's straight talk. Right. So that's how I kind of looked at it and I said I want to get some inspiration because we're going to talk about this. Alatin told me we're going to talk about the old town. The kind of that look toward the old peninsula. It summoned me. You know what I did? What? I drove to Pierre Lotti. Pierre Lotti. Well, Pierre Lotti is just behind the Golden Horn, right. what we call the Little Bosphorus. Well, I am going to be calling it the Little Bosphorus. The Little Bosphorus. Now, because that's what I felt today. I yeah. felt it is the Little Bosphorus. Yeah. And I said to myself, it's a shame that it has, that it's not being given the prominence that its beauty, its position, its whole ambiance deserves more yeah. than more than deserves so i drove up there this morning to pierre lotti i sat there i had a cup of tea and um cement or a little breakfast and you know what i just looked over the golden horn the way it kind of curls around it's mesmerizing but, you know, isn't it's it it's mesmerizing and i kind of and I kind of started thinking about the, the, the istanbul as it was i don't know 5000 years ago 3,000 years ago, the Byzantium period, the, the, the Roman period, then the, the, the Ottoman conquest of the old town. It all happened there. And it was almost like it all unrolled right in front of my eyes. I almost saw the movie. And, you know, I sat there. I spent around 45 minutes there before I came in. And I thought to myself, you know what? This area deserves... A rebirth. Yes. This is the real Istanbul. 100%. This is the old Istanbul. This is where Istanbul begins. It's almost the beginning of time. It's right. almost the beginning of human civilization. Mm -hmm. Because Istanbul being at the time, we're talking 2,000 years ago or whatever, being the biggest city on earth, right. the center point of earth, I think we covered this in one of our yes. episodes, well, I was sitting there and looking toward that city. Yeah. And then I'm thinking, and then I looked around the top cup of palace and you know, I could kind of pick and recognize you know, the historic landmarks, which some of which are buried within quite a few shanty buildings, right. but the historic landmarks are still there. And it's just that there's a lot of weed and a lot of grass grown over them, so to right. speak. So I think what needs to be done in that area, I thought to myself, is exactly 
We need to de-weed the area, you right. know, remove those old factories that are polluting the air mm -hmm. that need to go, need to go. Well, they've been needing to go for a long while and regenerate the streets, regenerate the lifestyle and create almost a big life around Little Bosphorus. Basically, yes, you're right. What you just talked about, you talked about a, an extremely important part of Istanbul geographically, socially, culturally, and economically throughout the history. This was where um, the trade continued even when the city came under blockade or, or siege because there were um, extremely big chains at the entrance of the Golden Horn that protected as a bay um, yes. that has given uh, the... that acted as the engine of Istanbul that never stopped even when either the Muslim armies were there or, or, or the, when the Crusaders came or when the Ottomans came, it kept the city alive. We're talking about Golden Horn, Halic. And the, the, the historic importance of this, this very place is not limited to its importance to the city of Istanbul and the Istanbulites. You're talking about, I mean, when, when you look at the Muslim history, uh, mm. Around 670, 680, um, I think this is the uh, Rashidun Caliphate, right before the um, Emevids or uh, the, the Abbasids. I have to I think. admit my history right. on that regard isn't all that. So, no, so th these are the caliphs came after Prophet Muhammad and they had one aim and one aim only to spread Islam and conquer Rome. At the same, at that time, Rome was Constantinople, basically uh, the Eastern Roman Empire. It was a huge empire, and very quickly they were able to conquer the uh, the Levant, where today the Syria, uh, Palestine area, northern, is. northern Africa, northern and Syria, Africa, the Levant, the area towards the Iran, the Sassanid yeah. Empire. They conquered it, all of that, and their dream. And obviously, this was the prophecy of the Prophet Muhammad, exactly. and he said. Uh, what a beautiful army that is that will conquer, will conquer Constantinople. Yeah. It was an aspiration among the Muslim commanders. And um, in one of the, um, um, let's say, sieges that was laid upon Constantinople, Ayyub al-Ansari um, came. He was a prominent Muslim figure back then. He was a very, very old man. And it's been said that he... Um, binded himself to the to his horse and rode with the Muslim armies up until Constantinople. And his aim and dream was to uh, fulfill the promise or be among those who could fulfill the uh, prophecy. Although the prophecy was not fulfilled by at the time. At the time. It had to yeah. wait another, another 800 eight years. centuries. Yes. Right. But Ayyub al-Ansari today is buried um, right next to the walls of Constantinople. Ayub Sultan, hence the right. name Ayub Sultan, which is a very prominent part which names of the, the old area town. today. We are renaming the Golden Horn as the Little Bosphorus. Yes, and how come yeah. nobody thought of that? I'm you know shocked. What? That's exactly what I thought. I <laughs> thought this morning as I'm looking out and I'm thinking, that Golden Horn. Well, I know why what it's is called Golden the Golden Horn. Well, there is an amazing story as to why it's called the Golden Horn. Okay. However, I would have called it the Little Bosphorus. Yes, the big one, the small one. That's the it. Little Bosphorus. Like the big Hagia Sophia, the Little so Hagia Sophia. How is it geographically? So we've got the Bosphorus that kind of runs, cuts Istanbul into two continents, cuts Turkey into two continents, right. which is the only country on the face of Earth that is cut into two continents by the sea and Istanbul being the only city on the face of Earth that straddles 
across two continents, right. split by a seaway. That Bosphorus that runs, what, about 60 kilometers or something? Something like Probably, that? Yeah. Um, splits Asia from Europe, has got a little inlet that all of a sudden broop, drops in, in central Istanbul, in the very heart of Istanbul, it drops inwards and it, it forms this inlet called the Golden Horn. Right. So it is a waterway, a water channel off the main big water channel, the Bosphorus. Hence, we call it the Little Bosphorus. Right. And the old city, which is the old Istanbul, Constantinople, now Istanbul, is the part, it's like that little peninsula that protrudes um, from the Bosphorus and the Little Bosphorus and is protected by two waterways yeah, on either three. side. The Bosphorus, three. the Golden Horn, and the Sea of Marmara. True, you're three right. Ways, yeah. Three ways. Hence, it was from day one, time zero, right. 5,000 years ago, the natural position of Istanbul, Constantinople, yes. or whatever else it was called then, because it was the most protected, most central part of this massive land, which later known as Istanbul. extremely hard to conquer. Extremely hard to conquer. You, you, you know what Mehmet II did? Would, 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 you, would you like to How talk about- How did he about, conquer it? Obviously, he spent two months with 80,000 uh, soldiers at the land walls of Constantinople, where we call Edirne Kapı today, Topkapı and Edirne Kapı. So the old city, basically, that is surrounded by three seas or three waterways, right. And the waterways are protected by these fortified chains right. that ships couldn't go over, so you couldn't yes. access the waterway. So that pr provided a natural protection. And then you only had this narrow landmass land that you can access the old city. All the armies who tried to conquer Constantinople tried to do it through the uh, landmass. Land land because that was yes. a natural access. Yes, because the, the Byzantium, the, the Eastern Romans, were very sophisticated sea people. They, 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 they were sailors. They, they knew course. what they were doing. They invented this thing called the Greek fire. Um, if if my, my friends are showing the pictures of the ships, in front of the ships, they put a head of a dragon that spits fire and burns the, uh, the, the, attacking, the attacking ships. ships. And the Game of Thrones, everybody's talking about Game of Thrones, burn them all, burn them all. That started here, right here, exactly. in, in, in the Golden the Horn, in Constantinople, the, the Greek fire. Through, through the Greek fire. But yeah. what Mehmet II did, and this guy, I'm telling you, he is a genius, and there's a reason why he was able to fulfill the prophecy of Prophet Muhammad. He took his ships from where Dolmabahce and Karakoy uh, is the today, right, the Galataport area, through the forest uh, behind Pera, where the Galatasaray is today, yes, yeah, up the hill, right. So and, he went up the hill and dropped down the hill, didn't he? Yes, and it's such an incredible thing. And mm. one night, the, the the Romans just wake up in the middle and of the night, they, and all the ships are yes. there already. They Shocking have basically scene. Yeah, they have they have um, broken the 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 barricade. Yes. So what Fatih the conqueror does is he lands his ships. Which is such an amazing thing to do. And this is 15th century, by the way. We're talking century. about all manpower. That's it. You know, all muscle power. It's, it's such an amazing thing. And that, then that, that that's there. the conquest of Istanbul. Right. And the end of an era and beginning of, of, a, new of, of a new chapter for the of, whole world. Right. But anyway, let's, let's talk about today. We, we, we now right. know about the... So what is the position 
what is the um, economic and social, geographic uh, uh, sort of stance of the old town and uh, the vicinity of the old town today, like the Top Copy area, um, the Ape Sultan area, Ali Baker area, so where the water inlet is, the Little Bosphorus, and all those districts surrounding and behind the Little Bosphorus. What do we see there today? Today, when you go to the Golden Horn area, uh, when you go around where we have places such as Topkapı, this is not the Topkapı Palace, by the way. This is a district of Ayub Sultan Topkapı, behind. Yeah. And when you go to Ayub Sultan district today, um, you do not see, and I'm very sorry to say that, either on the Sütlice, on the Bayolda side of things, you don't see that, um, that, that importance given to the Golden Horn, what it used to be and what it represents. Because what happened um, in the last hundred years, particularly... Um, with the turn of 20th century, the modern side, not the old city, but the other side of the Golden Horn. That's the other called side, the side. The and other side yeah. of the Little Bosphorus, the Bayolu side, started gaining a lot more prominence. Mm. And there was a lot more investment architecturally, um, socially, in the Bayolu area, what we call the modern city, the modern center of Istanbul. Today, it is still known as the modern center, Beyoğlu, Şişli, Beşiktaş, that sort of right. area. So um, there, there, there were um, a good number of Italian, French architects, and in fact, a lot of Italian right. uh, and French um, influences can be observed through the architecture, the layout of the streets, the whole ambiance in the Galata Tower, right. and, uh, and all those areas. So that area attracted a lot of investment and a lot of desirability um, with the turn of the 20th century and all the way up. And the old town, which was the real Istanbul, just across the hop, one hop away from the Little Bosphorus Golden Horn, um, started decaying. And yes. um, it started becoming shabbier and shabbier and shabbier. Uh, a lot of factories moved in. Um, to the vicinity of the old town, Ali Baker, right. Ayub, and those areas, Edinnekapı. And um, the area basically, as far as place to live, place to have a home, um, place to see and be seen, the area lost it, fell from grace. Right. And all the way up until 10 years ago, 15 right. years ago, that was the case. Now, luckily... In the last 10 years or so, we are seeing um, quite a bit of incentives. Of course. And, and yeah. quite a bit of um, remodernization. And my buzzword, my favorite word, regeneration. Regeneration. Around, yeah. around Little Bosphorus, <laughs> around the Golden Horn and areas behind that. When you look at the area today, for example, a lot of the people would know about Balat and they would be, yeah. you, you would see on Instagram these little colored buildings where everybody yes. go and take yes, photos yes, and yes. pictures. Believe me, guys, 10 years ago, you wouldn't be able to walk there at night. You would feel... Yeah. Um, you would feel the, the place being a little unsafe. Oh, yeah. And, um, and, and there are very similar areas as such uh, around the Golden Horn. But luckily, the municipality and the government has am ambitious plans in, to, the, to revitalize the Golden Horn area. They started. If you, look at, if you look at both banks of the Golden Horn, and hence I call it the Little Bosphorus, they are remodernizing them. There are some ve from very, very interesting projects that have either been delivered already or along the process of delivery. And these projects, these developments, they're not 
just residential. In fact, no. there, are quite a, there are quite a lot of touristic things, a lot of museums, um, places of interest, a lot of attractions, cultural attractions, which in my opinion is just the right way to develop and to enhance the prominence, the beauty, the importance of Little Bosphorus. Yes. So that is happening. And from what I see, um, within the next five years, I would imagine the Little Bosphorus will become the Little Bosphorus yes. with its beauty. Cameron, this is a gold mine. I mean, it's can you just imagine? Mine. It's a gold mine. All that historical buildings, yeah. the walls of Constantinople and everything being revitalized and re re regenerated and regentrified and all these little boutique cafes and boutique oh. themed hotels that are coming oh. in there. Families are going there and people are having fun and drinking little Turkish teas by the walls of Constantinople and everything. Which, this is not a dream, by the way. This is going to happen in the next it. five they're, to 10 years. They're yeah. doing it. So that's the little Bosphorus, the banks, the, the, the beauty zone. Then you've got all those districts yes. behind um, the Little Bosphorus. Right. So that happens to be the second leg of the regeneration exactly. and the revitalization. We're talking about, what areas are we talking about? Ali Beko, We're talking about Eyüp, starting all the Edirne way from Kaatane Ali Beko, which is up north in Eyüp. Exactly. And you come down, you, you have on the left side, you have the Eyüp area. And on the right side, Beyoğlu and Sütlüce area start. Exactly. And then once you come very close to the old historic peninsula, there are areas such as Edirne Kapı that, that are being regenerated today. And exactly. there's, a, there's I must say that there's a huge interest and there's a huge investment going into these uh, particular areas because what happens in those types of areas, especially right next to the walls of Constantinople, where we have Edirne, Kapı and Topkapı areas yes. today, that are that, that area used to be it, it had been left for factories and uh, it had been left for uh, unorganized Industry. urbanization. Very, very zone. shabby though, Alain. Right, very, extremely, Very yeah. disorganized. Yes. Very, very shabby. A couple of weeks back, yes. I checked prices, average prices. In that area we're talking about, the, 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 the old um, Istanbul, just behind Little Bosphorus, the, the, the zone you just talked about. Right. The average price per square meter for residential- Please, we're in, talking about earthquake compliant new builds. Listen, let's not even talk about the old shabby buildings because these days, nobody would in their right mind would want to buy them. They wouldn't want to Everybody's touch trying to dump them, particularly after the disaster we had last month. Right. So right. that chapter is closed. So let's talk about earthquake resistant, new, properly done quality dwellings. Sure. You're talking about- Two thousand five hundred to four thousand dollars at the most. Right. This is the heart of Istanbul. This is as central as it gets, and this is a direct journey, direct line through the slices of history, going yes. back five thousand years. This is how amazing this area is. How central, and you're talking about two thousand five hundred to four thousand dollars per square meter. You yeah. will not see such prices in any major city in the world. Never mind their city centers, not even on their suburbs. Mm -hmm. You can't see such low prices. Now, cross over the little Bosphorus, stones throw away to the new city where I live, Besiktas, etc. Bomonti area. Price, average price of new builds per square meter, $3,900, $4,000 to $9,000. That's so the gap. on the one hand, Split by a narrow water inlet, 
you've got prices reaching up to $8,000 per square meter. On the other hand, you've got prices just about struggling to go over three and a half to $4,000 per square meter. So you're talking about 2x in areas. You're talking about three times the price. In other words, the old city, three, one-third the price. So what I'm talking about, Aladdin, is, you know one of my favorite phrases, last chance saloon. Right. In central Istanbul, this zone is by far the last chance saloon to get your hands on anything that stands a chance of doubling, tripling in value 100%. over the next five to 10 years. Yeah. And you know what? From where I'm standing now, particularly after the disaster we had in Turkey a month ago, with this new massive call toward regeneration, which will happen, has to happen, and the entire country now is united behind this whole idea. Right. This is the top priority for Turkey, particularly for a massive city like Istanbul. This is the next on area, and it's a massive area in Istanbul, central Istanbul, where you can get your hands on something that will, without shadow or a doubt, double, triple in price within the next five to seven years, sure. in my opinion. Cameron, as Under a company, 10 years. as a company and, 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 and as you and I, we've been studying this area, haven't we? I mean, we've been going into this. Uh... We have. However, the thing is, Aladdin, and you and I had this discussion last year, the year before, the year before, many times. We look at Balat. We looked at these areas and we both said, you know what? We should buy something here. Right. We should buy this old shabby building that even if you punch it, it will be, it will demolish itself. Right. We should, because this is the only area left in central Istanbul. Right. The heart of history, where you can actually get your hands on something at very reasonable prices. However, we always didn't do it. Right. We stopped. Why? Because we said, well, you know what, Cameron? The area is shabby. It's going to take ages for this area to be regenerated. We couldn't see it couldn't being move. regenerated. Right. Now, the winds of change. Right. The buzzword, the only keyword for Istanbul is regeneration. That's correct. Everybody now wants to regenerate what they have because they're so, so, so naturally and rightly so scared or prospects of having a tremor, having a quake in Istanbul or anywhere near Istanbul. And everybody now has woken up to the fact that majority of Istanbul's stock is not compliant to earthquakes. Right. So everybody is now thinking, let's regenerate, let's regenerate. Well, right. the government is looking at all the avenues of flowing and directing, channeling funds into regeneration. So they're setting up funds, they're doing this, they're doing that. So what I'm saying is, last chance saloon in central Istanbul. This is the area last chance to saloon. be. 100%, this is the area to be. And, and um, I, I want to mention something here very quickly. I don't want to go too much into detail because this video has, has already been long and we just wanted to establish a, a fact and 
and our anchor, to be honest with you, uh, as a company, because uh, as, as I said, we've been studying this very particular area. Yes. We have previously identified projects at the affordable luxury uh, segment along both banks of the uh, Golden Horn, and we have seen a huge demand from our clientele towards these types of uh, buildings. Now that um, there are, but th there is actually a project that is coming on. Uh, that we, you know this and I know this, we have been uh, in the process of obtaining the exclusive sales rights of it. Um, it is it is actually done now and we're about to launch it to the market. But before we launch it to the market, I want to say to our clientele here that um, let's give Cameron Dagan a chance to explain very quickly of what are we going after and how we could help our clients to cut in a great deal before anybody else, be the early spurt, let's say, or be the first bird by hearing this uh, and coming into this very particular project that we're talking about. Without going into too much detail, talk to us about what are we looking at. People who know Istanbul will know exactly what I'm talking about now. This is the very, very last large-scale development land left near the Little Bosphorus. Mm -hmm. There is no other. Right. Now, it's truly the last chance saloon in central Istanbul right. to get your hands on something that's going to be part of a big life, big lifestyle offering, you know, with all sorts of facilities, yeah. with all sorts of lifestyle aspects that would enhance joy that will enhance family living in the center of Istanbul. And what we wish to do is this. We want to offer the first two months of this exclusively to our own clients right. before we open this to public. So what we're going to do is we're going to go in at the rock bottom possible price level, like we did at Sense 11. Yes. And we're going to offer it to our own clients. Right. This is that chance that I would like to propose. And when, when, when the details are final, we will start sending it out right. to our investors. Now, we have a window here of two months. In fact, what I agreed with them is precisely two months, March, April. Okay, well, we are already into March. So right. we are already eating into that two-month window um, where – nobody other than our clients will be able to get their hands on this project yes. and at rock bottom prices. And let's say this, we have skin in the game also. Of course we, we, we have. We, we always We ourselves do. are going in. Well, yeah. well, we always do. This right. is not the first time. Right. We always go into developments that we believe in before we recommend it out to you guys. So we put our money in it first. Right. You know? So that when we come out and we say, we recommend this, you know that we've done the same ourselves. Yes. So this is one of those, when the details come out, please, please, please study, review the details, and then start talking to our consultants. Because this is, as you will no doubt see, the last chance saloon 
in central Istanbul. Cameron, thank you very much. Thanks a lot. Uh, for, for, this, for this amazing episode. And if I am to summarize what we just talked about, we basically talked about an area that we have been studying, an area yes. that we called it as the little Bosphorus because we thought that was the rightful name for it. An area that is being revitalized and rising like a phoenix almost, and its former glory is being restored. Uh, the first step of which is regenerating along the banks and op creating um, visitable places, let's say, for both Turkish people who are living among the area and also increase the, uh, the city's visitability to attract more tourism, because tourism is an extremely important industry for Istanbul. Oof. And the second leg of this re regeneration effort, the, the, the revitalization effort, is creating comprehensive residential compounds uh, for people that will offer um, uh, lifestyles that 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 have everything within it and um, increasing the transportation routes within the area well there's 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 already uh, the metro the metro bus the subway systems and everything already applicable there uh, i know for some of the plans uh, to enhance that more and um, we have been studying this area and we have realized the demand from our clientele and we are almost uh, pulling the trigger of striking a deal with one of the biggest developers in Istanbul who are building in one of the biggest, if not the biggest, and only land plot left in the very heart of it Istanbul. It is the last one. Right next to of the this Little Bosphorus. Size. Yes, and we call it A Big Life by the Little Bosphorus. Which, That's all we should say now. <laughs> right, which will be, um, which will be live uh, very soon, and you guys will have a chance to see it and review it and be the earliest bird, and some of you who is watching this video will be the very first bird. And um, if you're interested in this uh, particular area and this particular offering with this WhatsApp number, please uh, reach out to us, send us an inquiry so that we can get you in touch with our consultants. And when it's time, you would be the first one to be informed. So thank you very much, thanks Cameron Negan. And thanks a lot, guys, for watching and see you in the next one. Thank you.